I want to talk to you this morning about the language of royalty, uh, and I've only got a few minutes to do that. Uh, and so we'll just dive in. We won't uh, maybe look at the notes. We'll just see what we can do um, with the leading of the Lord. So the language of royalty. Language is so important, right? Language uh, is connected to culture. We know at the Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11, God uses language to separate people. So language either unifies people or it separates people. Language is super important. It, it is woven together with culture, with custom, with unity, with community. Language is super important. So I'm thinking about language a little bit. And, and uh, even just recently, uh, you know, Joel was born in Guatemala and mom was there serving <clears throat> with her husband in missions. So we had some of the kids over to the house just the other day for a late Christmas party. And uh, we were reflecting on how Joel's brother Keith learned the language when they were in Guatemala better than anybody, faster than anybody. And some of it was to do with his age, this receptivity of age, which again speaks to uh, why we don't need babysitting in the back, why we need to be raising up a kingdom culture of a prophetic royal priesthood. Amen. Because um, up through age 10, up through age 10, uh, we have our best time at learning language and additional languages. And so scientific research says that through age 17, uh, there's still a lot of receptivity and it's easier. But after 17, it becomes really hard. We kind of get... Uh, you know, the brain starts working differently, and we, we get in these habitual language patterns. But through age 10, uh, it is the easiest to learn a brand new language, unless you become as a child, unless you become as a child, you can't enter or partake of or enjoy maybe the kingdom of heaven, right? The kingdom of God. And, and I, I like to refer to the kingdom of God as the kingdom of heaven. It's referred that way in the New Testament simultaneously and together. So, and we know we're talking about the same kingdom. But I like, I like to think about the kingdom of heaven, and I like to kind of use that vernacular a little bit because it gives us kind of an address. In our mind, we get an address when we think about the kingdom of heaven. And, and what I want to suggest to you today is that the kingdom of heaven has a language. The kingdom of heaven has a language. There's a royal language that is a royal way of speaking that is connected to the kingdom of heaven. And what, what happens, I, I, think, I think this is one of the, the biggest things to change maybe with us. I know uh, I was reading some of the ways that we learn a new language. And so uh, I went in to study a little bit on how we learn a new language and just, you know, pick up on some of those things. And there's some, there's some central keys to learning a new language. Uh, one, one of them is start with the hundred most common words. 
start with the 100 most common words. Now, I think in English there's like 500,000 common words. Uh, so in these languages, like Dennis speaks Spanish, in a lot of these languages, you know, there's thousands of words. But they're saying if you want to learn, if you want to learn a new language, like if you want to learn the language of the kingdom, Start with the 100 most important words. Don't start with all the fringe words. Start with the 100 most important words. And I think a problem is maybe that holds us back from the royalty that's ours, the royalty we're called to, the royalty we've been brought into, grafted into, the royalty of the kingdom of heaven that we are now citizens of. We are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven is that we, unfortunately, we, we continue to have as a part of our vocabulary the 100 most important words of our previous life. And as you, you know, this is very true, uh, and those of you that have come from other, you know, or you have uh, relatives under places, Dennis, uh, Dennis's home country, can I pick on you, is Puerto Rico, okay? So any of you that have come from other countries, or your parents did, or etc., you have a familiarity with this plight that, that it is best with regard to integrating into that new kingdom, that new culture, that new nation, to learn the language. I experience that. You experience that when we go on mission trips. We go to mission trips, and we go to another place in the world, and uh, it is such, uh, it, I mean, it, you, you, it, it is very crippling is what I want to say. It is very crippling if you don't know the language of the nation or the culture. You can't, you can't partake of conversations. You don't have that same unity, that same community. Uh, you, you, there's so many privileges that come with language, and so it is with the kingdom. The, the kingdom requires to participate in the benefits of the kingdom. It requires that we learn the language of heaven, that we learn a royal language and that we begin to talk out of royalty. We begin to talk as citizens of heaven. We begin to talk with that vernacular. And that vernacular, that language has so much to do with our own breakthroughs. It has so much to do with what God wants to do with us. It has so much to do with us actually enjoying the benefits and the blessings and the unity, the strength and the grace of the kingdom of heaven. Are you with me? Am I making sense? You know, uh, and again, this is not for everybody, uh, but when we, when we come into salvation, uh, so many times there's things like this that we aren't even told. We don't even understand. Like, we come to know the Lord, and, and essentially what we're told maybe in religious circles is now uh, you, you, you shouldn't smoke or chew or run with the girls that do. You, you know, I mean, we're... You know, we're told essentially, you know, stop cheating, uh, stop stealing. Uh, 
You know, you have eternal life now. So you have life insurance, you have eternal life. Stop, stop cheating uh, and, and stop lying and uh, stop being immoral. Uh, and, 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 and if you die, you know, don't walk in front of cars. But if you do, you're going to heaven today. You're going to heaven today. And, and this is really not fully helping us understand the kingdom. Then the other thing that because of the way we come to the Lord, we come to the Lord by recognizing uh, our, our unworthiness, recognizing our failures, recognizing our sins, uh, recognizing our shortcomings, recognizing uh, our imperfections. This is, how we're, this is how we come to the Lord because we need rescued out of that. Unfortunately, the church does a really good job of continuing to remind you that that's why you need the Lord. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying? So I mean, we're, we're professionals in the church at reminding you that's why you need the Lord. So uh, I think sometimes the most important 100 words of the common church are sinner, common, ordinary, Hope, wait on that, maybe. I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of words that we allow even in our common church experiences that are not of royalty is what I'm trying to say. They're not of royalty. They're not healed. They're not restored. They're not abundant. They're not leader they're not above, they're more like beneath. And we'll talk that way too because we're hoping God will help us. How are you doing? Not too bad under the circumstances. Well, what in the world are you doing under those? Why are you under, why are you under the circumstances? You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're, you're living above. You're called to live above the circumstances. We have a royal calling. We have a royal calling. We have a royal reality. We have a, we have a royal visitation upon our lives. Um, what, what is the, uh, the word peasant? I thought about the word peasant. Peasant. Usually an uneducated person of low social status. See, I think that sometimes our language is not necessarily the language of sin. It's just the language of common. Mediocre. Common, menial, modest. We don't use this word peon. <laughs> Some of these words, peon. A member, I was, I was curious, I was curious. A member of the landless laboring class in Spanish America, a person held in compulsory servitude to a master for working out in a, a debt. Common, commoner, common. An ordinary person without rank or title. 
See, I think some of our language, some of our language that doesn't shift when we come to the Lord, some of our language that doesn't shift is um, the language of limited, the language of can't, the language of common. And yet I think the Lord wants to shift all of that. I think the Lord wants to shift all of that. I don't think the Lord wants you to speak in the vernacular of common or ordinary or limited or can't. I think he has higher language for you. Higher language for you. It's interesting that what shifted on the day of Pentecost was their language. It's interesting, the day of Pentecost, you've heard me talk about this. The day of Pentecost is the same day, exactly the same day only, hundreds of years later that God visits Moses on the mount and gives him the word. Then God comes on the day of Pentecost, hundreds of years later, and gives them new tongues. New tongues. It's ordained of God that you would have a new tongue, that you would talk in a new way. That we, when we get together, we have a royal language that unites us. Regardless of the dialect of the natural realm, we have a dialect of the spirit realm that unites us. It's a, it's a dialect of victory. It's a language of royalty. It's a language of strength, of can, of hope, of power, of grace, of might, of authority, of victory. Of responsibility. It's even a language of responsibility. See, this is, this is the, the depth of the truth concerning royalty that, that God tries to show us throughout Scripture is that, that royalty actually takes responsibility. That's why Moses was moved, Exodus chapter 2, Moses was moved to defend one that was being abused. When we get a true vision of royalty, and Jesus is the true King of kings and the Lord of lords, we begin to learn also that a royal life and a royal language is a language of protection. It's a language of care. It's a language, it's a language, a mindset, a culture, an inner barometer that wants to protect. And it's the language of just and true and honorable and noble and upright. It's not just the language of sufficiency or abundance, but it's also a language that cares for others. Oddly enough, you know, I, I think this is interesting. I think that when we speak in the language of common, and ordinary, it actually keeps us thinking about ourselves more than the language of royalty. That when you begin to talk and see and frame your world in healed and abundant and rich and blessed and favored and highly esteemed and set apart, it actually has the power to give you the grace to look outward and to care for others. 
Because you stop worrying about caring for yourself. So royalty, royal speech, royal language, royal thinking, receiving this, not just the identity that you're in Christ, hidden in him, been made a son of the most high God. Not, not, not just that alone, but, but receiving this, processing this fully, has the power to release you and grace you to think more about others than you've ever thought about them before. This is working the opposite of what we think, because religion's going to tell you, you need to think about others. You, you need to think about others. This is what religion's going to tell you. You need to think about others, like will to do it, even though you believe yourself to be poor, a pauper, common, ordinary. Think about others. Think about others. And I'm going to count to three. Start doing it. Right? Right? Religion wants you to do something out of an act of your will that royalty allows you to do automatically. Because when you start processing how much you're loved and how much your needs are met and how much your Father cares for you and how much He's blessing you and pouring out His kindness on you, how much He's, how much he's protecting you, you can be a protector when you realize how much you're protected. This is what the anointing is all about. This is really what the anointing, we don't have time for it uh, this morning, but this is what the anointing is all about. John 1, 12, I want to read it to you. As many as received him, Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. That's you. You truly are sons and daughters of the Most High God. What's that mean for your vernacular? What's that mean? It means you're not common. It means you're not ordinary. It means you're not a peasant. It means you're not a peon. You are the head and not the tail. God is causing it to be. All you simply do is believe, receive, and then follow. Follow what he tells you to do. Watch him work. Watch him work. First Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You're a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Ephesians 2.19. I want to close with this. I want to ask the band to come up and help me this morning. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. He's writing to Gentiles. Gentiles are non-Jewish people. 
The Old Covenant, the Old Testament is all about the Old Covenant in so many ways and about the children of Israel, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. And we see in that Old Covenant, that first covenant, we see that they're blessed. We see that they're set apart. We see that they're called to walk with God. We see the blessing of God is on them. And the Gentile nations, those nations around them, didn't have the promises. They didn't have those same promises. Jesus came to bring all of the nations into the promises he had bestowed upon the Jewish people. Jesus came as the Messiah, not just to the Jewish people, not just to Israel, but Jesus came as the Messiah to all of humanity. Jesus came as the last Adam, as a second Adam, not only to give his life as a ransom for us, but because death couldn't hold him to go before the Father on our behalf and represent us as an intercessor, a high priest. To qualify us, every one of us in this room, for the blessings of God, blessings that had been poured out on the Hebrew people, the Jewish people. Now Father is able to pour those blessings out on you and me. Ephesians 2:19 You are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with God's people members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone Keys to learning a language Number 1 start with the 100 the 100 most common words Number two, use the language every day. Use the language every day. You, you use it or you lose it, right? Let's start talking in terms of revival every day. Let's start talking in terms of restoration every day. Let's start talking in terms of breakthrough every day, in terms of glory every day. Let's grab the 100 most important words to the move of God, and let's use them every day. Don't wait till next Sunday. Don't, 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 don't let the language of royalty be languished by you. And let six days go by. Or you got a Wednesday night midweek Bible study, and I'm going to be spiritual there. Or I got a Thursday morning coffee with a friend. I'm going to be spiritual there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to draw upon my little dictionary, and I'm going to. No, 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 no. Every day, all day, use the language. Use the language. Use the language. Use the language. The language of breakthrough. The language of glory. The language of sonship. The language of healing. The language of anointed. You're anointed of God. You're anointed. The language of favor. Don't let anybody talk you out of the favor of God that's on your life. Don't let any circumstance talk you out of the favor of God that's on your life. Don't let any situation talk you out of the favor of God that's on your life. Number three. 
Number three, seek out real life practice. I got this off the web. I, 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 didn't, I didn't make these up. This is, this is like, this is what smart people say. Seek out real-life practice. Some of the best learning happens in real-life situations, particularly when you have no choice but to use the foreign language. You're going to walk out of this room today and walk into trouble, problems, difficulties, sickness, disappointment, and when you get around it and you get near it, you are the royal infection minister. You are, you are the royal inoculation. You are the immunization. When you get around it, don't, don't, don't like, well, I'm not sure exactly. You know, if, this, if, if I even try, it's going to come out bad. Right? Dennis comes to prayer a lot in the morning, and so I try to speak Spanish. You and me, buddy. I'm trying to speak Spanish, right? And so when he left the other morning, I said, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> and he said, that, 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 that wasn't it. That, I said, okay, how do I say goodbye? He was trying to help me. You're not, you're not going to do it perfect. Did you know God can work anyway? Did you know that if you'll just exercise the little bit of faith you have with the royal language that you now possess, God will show up? Do you, do you remember Chris Overstreet talking about his daughter praying for people at Fred Meyer? And, 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 and her powerful prayer is just putting a hand on him and saying, Bless him, Lord. And then Chris says, How you feeling? Go ahead and try what you couldn't do before. Wow. Wow. What happened? She didn't need to know any more than that. You don't need to know perfection any more than what you have. Just start using what you have, and you'll actually get better as you use that royal speech. You'll get actually get better as you go. You'll develop your royal speech as you go. Yeah? I'm on my third closing. Go ahead and stand. Number four is learn about the culture. Keep learning about the culture. You're the best thing on the earth because your citizenship is from heaven. Keep looking there for your answers. Keep learning about heaven. Keep learning about heaven. Keep learning about heaven. There's no sorrow there. Oh, I'm a sorrow dismisser. There's no poverty there. Oh, I'm a poverty dismisser. Wow, everywhere I go, I bring abundance. I bring a word of abundance. I'm tapped into something from above. That's number four. Uh, number five, conversation, conversation, conversation. There's no secret to learning a new language. It's this, hours and hours of awkward, strenuous conversation with people better than you in the language. Yeah, I, I don't like to go to the small group meeting because, you know, like I don't know much. And so when I get there, other people know more than I do. And so I always feel embarrassed because then they ask me to share and I don't have much to share. Other people there, they seem to know everything. Good. Get there. It's going to be awkward. Get there. You're going to grow. Come on. Uh, number six, keep practicing in your head. 
Number seven, get tutoring whenever possible. And number eight, when you learn a new word, use it immediately. When you learn a new word, use it immediately. Come on, put your hands out this morning and just receive. Receive, uh, receive the scepter this morning. I want you to just close your eyes. We're going to leave this way. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come as we do. And if you're here giving your life back to the Lord, I want you to come forward. Be prayed for if you're here needing something. You're making a withdrawal from heaven this morning. I want you to come in a moment as we worship. Prayer team will pray for you. But right now, your hands are out. You're receiving the scepter. You're receiving the scepter. In that scepter from heaven is power and authority. It's the royal scepter from above. Because you are not common or ordinary in and on this earth. You are set apart. You are royal. You are majestic. This is what Father says concerning the saints. He says, my saints are majestic. My saints are majestic. And just tell him you received the scepter of royalty this morning. Let's just tell him right now that we receive. I receive the scepter of royalty this morning. I receive it. I receive it. I receive that I am a majestic one. That you see me in the light of majesty. That you, that you have poured your majesty upon me. That you've set me apart. That I am a light on a hill. I am a city. I am a city on a hill. I am. I am that one that you've set apart for great purposes. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Everybody said. God bless you, church. Love you. Let's worship as we go. The front is open for prayer. Come and receive. I want the prayer team up, the destiny team, those of you that are available.